this is Steve, and this is... And I'm Byron. And I, I just and talked over you, you intentionally. Intentionally. Somebody should. And this is... What is this? This is old guys bitching. So far, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to bitch this week. How about you? I am ready to bitch, but I, I, I want to bitch about the entertainment industry because it is Oscar week. Oh, that's right. And I don't know if you've heard about what they've done to Hollywood Boulevard, but uh, they've extended those little tents that they uh, they like to crawl through, you know, the swag tents and things like that. They've extended it another block, so it goes all the way from Highland to La Brea this week. And that really thrills everybody in Hollywood because that kills, you know, three blocks of traffic and uh, it also kills pedestrian traffic. I think I but I think traffic and pedestrian should be killed. I think that's a, <laughs> a, you know a, a novel concept. But uh, I, now does this increase the the amount of swag that these clowns get? Probably, probably. And have you ever seen those swag bags? I mean, I have friends who do go to the Oscars. Yeah. It's it's absurd. I mean, they get iPads and they get things that many Americans, many Americans, many people around the world just dream about having. And these people can afford to buy it, but they get it for nothing. Yeah, and they even managed to get Mercedes in some of those swag bags. It's really, but you have to add water. <laughs> it comes, it's a little pill. And you, and you add water, and it turns into a full-blown Mercedes. Well, that will be exciting. Uh, you know, or, or if it's CG, then they won't get to drive it home at all. That's yeah, true. But, you know, now, now Martin, uh, what, what's his name? The guy who did three billboards, um, Martin McDonough, uh, had a, an article somewhere I saw last week uh, that he was complaining that uh, Hollywood, uh, about Hollywood's bland film, PC filmmaking. Oh, yeah? Uh, and and I, think, uh, uh, I think he's got a point, because basically the only thing Hollywood puts out are superhero movies. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's up to the independent. Although Black Panther's pretty good. Well, I hear, it, I hear it's excellent. And I'm not, I'm not talking about whether I, I go to uh, superhero movies and I enjoy them. I think they're fun. Um, they're not real deep. You don't, you don't sit there thinking about it for days. I like, every so often, I like a nice meaty film that's going to have me thinking about it days after I've seen it. Which is why I basically watch television these days. Right. That's where TV is at, um, on the cable side, not on the network side. The network side is just determined to remake everything from the 60s and 70s. And, you know, today we did gain a new superhero in the country. We did? Who? Uh, well, it's uh, Lil Donnie. <laughs> Lil Donnie said, you know, that he would be happy to uh, run into an active shooter situation and, uh, with his bare hands, take a bullet. You know what? I think what he would really do is send Jared in. <laughs> Jared, you go. Something. Some people are being shot at. Go. T- take care of it. Which gives a whole new meaning to that advertising slogan. He went to Jared. <laughs> hey, that's good. I didn't know that was in Las Vegas. I thought that was a local thing. Uh, Jared, what is that? Uh, uh, stupid name for a jeweler. So anyway, back back to the Oscars. I'm really not familiar with a lot of the films for Oscar this year. I mean, I've seen Mudbound. Mudbound is quite good. Well, N- Mudbound's but, on Netflix, but I haven't had a chance uh, to watch it yet. But I would like to. Is, is, it, is it good? Uh, yes, it is. It's very well done. Cinematography's outstanding. 
I think the only film, uh, Oscar film, that I've seen is um, uh, Get Out. Oh, I saw that one. Which I, I, you didn't see it? No, I did. Or, yeah, you did. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was like a, a like a Hitchcock film. Until I watched a Hitchcock film over again and realized, no, it's a lot better than a Hitchcock film. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, have you seen the alternate ending? I have not, but I assumed uh, that the alternate ending was what I thought it was going to be. And I don't know if we can talk about it, if we're going to ruin it for people who are listening who might not have oh, seen it. Oh, heck, the, the movie's movie been out for like a year. All right. There's got to be a statute of limitations to, for spoilers. I think, you know, I hate when spoilers are released on day one of a film's release. But after six months, I think it's okay to go with spoilers. So with Get Out, I I always assumed that the ending was going to be that the protagonist, our main guy, was going to end up getting shot by by the cops for being... Well, it's close. Close. He he actually gets caught and jailed. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. That makes sense from, from a racist standpoint. Um, but that's exactly where I thought it was going to go, that either he was going to get shot or, or jailed. And then I heard um, uh, Jordan Peele saying that uh, they thought that would be too stereotypical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they went for the different ending. I liked the way it ended. Um, oh, I did, too. I thought it was great to have the guy, ro- you know, the cop car roll up and it turned out to be his friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the friend was great. I think the friend deserves his own movie. I'm not. I don't know the actor's name, but he was brilliant and and welcome comic relief through the thing. The everybody in the film was good, including a woman that you bashed a week or so ago. Oh, Allison Williams. Yeah. Allison Williams did a great job, and she certainly proved herself to be an actress uh, and not just the daughter of a famous newscaster. But he just think for a moment. What if Allison Williams? was not acting. Hmm. That's a good point. What if none of them were really acting? What if that was all, <laughs> that was a documentary, actually, <laughs> that was not a, a written film? That That's a frightening prospect. Although I, I happen to know that um, uh, Josh, Josh from the West Wing, that's not his name. Uh, <laughs> Bradley Whitford? Bradley Whitford, thank you. Sorry, Brad. And I, I love Bradley Whitford, and I, uh, but I'm old, and names just, I, I don't remember my kids' names half the time. So, um, but I know he is a Hollywood liberal. I don't consider that a, a, a nasty term, but he is what some would call a Hollywood liberal, and he was playing a very unliberal character. So I know that's not him. At least we hope not. I know he was playing a part. Please, Brad, call us. Let me know that's not you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm always very disappointed when actors don't live up to their screen image. Yeah, but you, but you know, this year's Oscars, I'm just not very familiar with the films. I'm not familiar with Three Billboards. No, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, what, The Shape of Water? I I'm not, not familiar that. with that. Uh, these are all films on my list, but it takes a lot to get me out of my house. On weekends, which is about the only time I have to uh, go to see a movie, and I just don't like—I don't like going to the movies. I know that's a horrible thing to say for somebody who's in the entertainment industry, but I just find—and it's not the movies themselves. It's not the movies. It's not the movie theaters. But movies have something in them that I detest, and that is people. 
Yeah, there's generally a few people in. Not to the movies that I go to. I go to movies, and I, you know, I'm oh, like the only one in the audience. You're not going to the right films, then, I guess, or going to the right times. You have to find the right show. Like if you go on a Saturday morning for the ten o'clock showing, chances are you'll have a pretty empty theater, or at least you will have a lot of people our age. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, also Saturday morning, 10 a.m., you run into the possibility of just having a, a full audience of kids, you know, just under 10 years old and shrieking and throwing popcorn, just like we used to do when we went to the movies at 10 years old. The thing is, is now they're coming to R-rated movies. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find a lot of kids at Three Billboards uh, or The Shape of Water unless they have very uninformed parents who don't know what the films are about and thinking, oh, this looks like it's fun. Let's take the kids to see this. No. Take the kids to animated films and otherwise leave them home. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we leave the Oscar subject, do you have a pick this year or another bitch about Oscar-rated films? I, you know what? I, have, I, would, I only have a wish list, and I would love to see um, Get Out win because it would be mind-blowing from a bunch of different uh, ways. Because horror films, or perceived horror films, or even thrillers, rarely ever even get an Oscar nomination, let alone a win. I think Jordan Peele is one of the most exciting new filmmakers out there, um, especially coming from a comedy background and just being one of the preeminent filmmakers of our day. And I am so looking forward to everything he has to offer. And I'd love to see that encouragement, you know? I mean, uh, there are guys out there who don't need the Oscar. Their careers are strong enough. Not that uh, Jordan Peele really needs it either. I mean, he's doing just fine without an award uh, or with the awards they've won to date. But I have I, I have no predictions. I, I am kind of expecting Gary Oldman to uh, take Best Actor for um, uh, the Darkest Hour. The darkest Hours, yeah. And and uh, um, I don't know who uh, pick a pick a woman, any woman. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Let's Woman. Gal Gadot I don't think there. Gal Gadot yes. is is up for an award. Um, uh, she certainly would win in the looks department. She was not unattractive. Um, but that's well again. See, I have just like you. I haven't paid a lot of attention this year. No, and and it is uh, a year of great diversity, you know, uh, based on previous years. People of all races uh, nominated for different awards, and you know, so that's great. I just haven't paid attention. No, I know I haven't either. And and what I hate is the fact that these films are so overhyped. I'm hearing from people who have seen some of these and come away disappointed because it doesn't live up to the hype. I know several people now who have seen Black Panther. Now, now we're not talking about an Oscar nominee this year, uh, maybe next year, but I know a lot of people who have said, you know, it's a good film. It's a really good, enjoyable film, but I don't think it lives up to the hype. Um, I heard the same thing about Three Billboards. Um, so it... it I, I try not to get myself too excited about anything because it, it nothing can really live up to the hype. 
This is why I'm not going to see Hamilton, which is playing in, in Seattle right now. You know, people rave about it in New York. They rave about it anywhere they see it, that it's the greatest show ever. You know, since they invented musical theater, this is the best, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, 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 I really, the real reason I'm not going to see it is because I can't get tickets. Yeah, the $900 ticket does put a... Less than $1,000. Yeah, $1, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I, I just... I, I don't believe in spending that much on any theatrical production. I said, you know, to spend that kind of money, the kind of money they're getting for Hamilton, I would have to see the actual founding fathers coming back to life and rapping. That I would pay a thousand bucks to see. Yeah, it might be worth that. Yeah, I, I will say though, the uh, the cast album for uh, Hamilton, the uh, original cast album, is terrific, and I, I think it tells the story exceptionally well i i'm not uh i'm not doubting it and i'm certainly not denigrating hamilton and i would jump if somebody said hey you want to go see hamilton i'm there but um i just uh, i i'm spending six hundred dollars on a ticket no thank you oh yeah now uh an item that uh, really kind of shocked me today when i saw this this is a uh, an entertainment news item that uh, came up over the weekend now, you lived in uh, in L.A. for a while, I right? I did for 16 now, are years. Are you familiar with the, the Alex Theater in Glendale? No. Right there on Brand Boulevard. It was an old movie house, one of those gorgeous old movie houses. And when it closed, Community Group bought it and uh, renovated it into a live performance theater. And it is now a gorgeous live performance theater. Well, Kevin Smith was performing oh, there over the weekend. Oh, I did hear about this. Doing, you know, the, his, his stand-up act. Yes. And uh, in between shows, he had a massive heart attack, a widowmaker. Yeah. Well, but obviously it wasn't a widowmaker, or he'd be, his wife would be a widow. <laughs> well, actually, it, it was. It was that artery. And uh, thank goodness the, uh, the Alex Theater is literally just... Down the street, like I would say six blocks from uh, Glendale Hospital, and they have a superb cardiac unit there, and uh, they were able to get him in, and uh, he's doing okay now. Yeah, he's even tweeting. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's terrific. I, I wish him the best of luck. And did you see, now there's an extension of that, because Chris Pratt, who was a fan of Kevin Smith since Clerks, and he said he he credits clerks with helping him get through high school, and uh, he just loves the film. So he tweeted to Kevin Smith that he's you know thoughts and prayers. He believes in the power of prayer, and he's wish he's thinking hard and praying hard for him. And now people are blasting Chris Pratt for sending his thoughts and prayers. Wow. Well, Chris, in, in Chris Pratt's case, uh, yeah, you might trust him with thoughts and prayers before any action. <laughs> he, he's actually not as dumb as he plays on TV. But, uh, but he, yeah, I just don't want him doing the cardiac surgery. You know, I, and it's, all, it's a blowback to the, all the crappy thoughts and prayers that we were getting last week with the shooting at uh, Parkland Hot high school is that you know and all the, the politicians are very quick with their thoughts and prayers and as somebody pointed out you get angry at those when they're tied to lack of action oh, that's true in this case it was just chris pratt wishing kevin smith well and there wasn't a, it's not like he could run in and do open heart surgery on the guy 
Oh, I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers when I really should be there operating on you. He's an actor. It's kind of in lieu of. Yeah. And, and it, it was nice of him to send out the thoughts and the prayers. And it, it's ridiculous. There, there are just people on the Internet who have nothing better to do than to try to attack people left and right for the stupidest of reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I noticed that. Uh, and for the first time last week, and I, I posted this on my Facebook page. Now, this was not on my page that this occurred, but it occurred on a very, very good friend of mine's page. A very, very nice man. In fact, he was one of the principal actors on the Don Rickles uh, sitcom CPO Sharky. I know who you're talking about. Uh, what happened on his page is there, there got to be a ridiculous argument uh, about gun rights. And most of the argument was perpetrated by people that I believe were actually Russian trolls. Because if you went to their Facebook pages, you discover that they had no friends. They were just single people. So I, uh, I, I, I taunted one of them, and then I posted on my page, not the guy's reaction, but I posted that I made a troll's head explode. That, oh, <laughs> I wish there was video uh, on that. But I did. I, I, the guy just just went berserk just because I contradicted what he said. I, I, I took his arguments and flipped them back. And suddenly that wasn't okay. Those are the sorts of people who, you know, you, you want to send your, your thoughts and prayers to. Uh, no. No, I I would like to send uh, a a twenty megaton missile, megaton mega mega, whatever. I would like to just bomb them the crap off the face of the earth. That's what I want to do. It, is I really? <laughs> there goes any of my liberal tendencies go out the window when it when I deal with people like that. And I, I don't think those people should exist. And I think that they are proof that there is no God. Well, they're certainly working on it. That's for sure. They are. They are. But it it is ridiculous that that and and I think to a degree, Facebook and Google are not doing their jobs. And Twitter. And I, I don't know. I don't spend enough time on Instagram or Snapchat to know. But there are too many people on those sites who should not. That's be true. And sites. but thank goodness I'm an old guy bitching, and I wouldn't know how to get on those sites if if my life depended on it. I have no concept of uh, what Instagram is. No concept of Snapchat. The only reason I'm semi-aware of uh, Twitter is because Super Donnie gets on it and then it gets put out in the media. Facebook, you know, that's still kind of an effort for me, even though I have hundreds and hundreds of friends who probably regret it. But otherwise, I just don't know how to do this stuff. I'm an old guy. Well, you got to learn because old guys bitching is indeed on Twitter and we have a Facebook page. And we're working on a website if we can ever figure out all the, the ramifications of the darn thing. It, we do not have a Snapchat or an Instagram account because uh, it's all our voice. Nobody's seeing us. So it, it, we would have to actually put out pictures of ourselves. Oh, that'd be dangerous. And other, other than the nice little caricature we have on our site, uh, we don't want people to really know what we look like because it, it could result in a lot of spitting <laughs> on the street. Well, let's see. We'll ju- jump into another topic. Have you experienced up in the uh, the PNW, 
what we're experiencing here in Vegas, and that is uh, supermarket district managers are now trying to alter the um, consumer habits of old people by like changing the <laughs> in items what way? on the shelves, not just repackaging, relabeling, but literally just just changing the items. I've noticed this happening in the last couple of months because I do all the shopping. I go and suddenly. Products that I have bought for years just cease to exist. You know, I, and I turn and I ask other old people, have you seen this stuff? And they go, no, it's disappeared. And then when I talk to the supermarket manager, the supermarket manager who is near the age of us says, well, it's these young district managers that have their own ideas and they're changing our product lines. And I said, well, tell them that your customers are changing to other supermarkets. It won't help because they're doing the same thing. Because I'm seeing articles every day on how supermarkets have to change to attract people away from Amazon. Now, I don't, I don't buy food off. I, I, I buy a lot from Amazon. I love Amazon. And I buy a lot of stuff. I'm not at the point yet where I trust them with fresh food. I like to go in and see that the food is really yeah. fresh. Well, you know, I don't know if this is happening up there. I'm sure it is. But the uh, supermarkets uh, around where I live, all of them, all of the, uh, the various uh, companies, are doing a thing where you can... Uh, order online and then they have shoppers inside the supermarket who compile your order oh. and usually the shoppers yeah. are like uh you know 17 18 years old and they're pushing around these massive uh carts like multi-level carts because they're doing several orders at once and by god they're dangerous I, you know we have a couple of the markets up here have it but i i don't know anyone who's actually using it yet um, and I don't, tr like I said, I don't trust those shoppers. I am very particular when I go in to buy fresh produce um, and I have to look at it and make sure there are no dings or weird marks or anything that looks like a worm could have made a hole in it and might still be there. Stiff stuff like that drives me crazy. So if I were to order online and go and find any of that, I'd go bananas, <laughs> if you pardon the pun. Uh, well, you know, I, th I think back so, to my great-grandmother. My, my great-grandmother, uh, every morning, probably between 9 and 10 a.m., she'd pick up the phone and call the supermarket, which is only about a block away. And uh, the nature of her phone calls kind of went like this. Archie, can you hear me? That's, you know, how she always started. You could probably hear her without the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then she would say, uh, I, I want uh, two chickens and I want uh, four pounds of potatoes and a cabbage. And, and, and then a little while later, some little kid on his bicycle would show up with a couple of boxes full of groceries. And then she would proceed through her day. And I'm sure that that she checked through everything, and Archie must have known better because I never heard uh, another call with my great-grandmother going, Archie, this sucks! <laughs> so maybe the super <laughs> well, true. They, they, doing you, the same thing. There was always a more personal approach mm -hmm. to groceries. And you know you know what? My, my son was one of the—my my younger son 
spent a semester in Italy, in Florence, studying. And one of the things that, impre- that impressed him the most were these little neighborhood groceries that you'd go in, like every block had one or something, and everything was fresh. Nothing packaged. You got, and you didn't stock up your kitchen, you went in on a daily basis and you bought the groceries you needed for that day. And he loved that. He thought that was great. And there was a time when it was like that in this country, but that was before uh, supermarkets. Now, you grew up in Queens. Did you not have that sort of thing when you were growing up? Yeah, we did. We did, but but they were more, the grocery stores weren't like they are now. Mm -hmm. You know, they sold food and that was it. They didn't try to sell electronics over here and clothing over here. It was all just right. And what uh, what my my mother would do, and my mother, bless her, was an awful cook. But what what she would do is uh, every two weeks, she would go to the Winn Dixie in Huntsville, and she would <laughs> buy canned goods, uh, flour, anything dry. But anything fresh came from the Lakewood Superette which was just down at the end of our street. And uh, she got that yeah. uh, usually day of or at most day before. And usually it was, Byron, go down and get this stuff for Mr. Lay for me. Yeah, I, I think that's a much more civilized way to live. It was. You also had different stores that specialized in different things. You had the grocery store that had the main groceries, but then you had a butcher shop and you had a fish store and you had a bakery. And the bakeries, oh, it's I. my mother would send me to the bakery. She said, go get a seeded rice slice and I'd get this fresh hot loaf of rye bread of new york rye bread you know baked with the caraway seeds and all that and it would put it through that big slicing machine and it would come out sliced and hot and i'd walk the several blocks home <laughs> eating about half of it <laughs> on the way i'd get home and my mother would look at it and go what the heck is this it's like i i got hungry it was just i couldn't resist <laughs> or I'd, I'd always, I love the end pieces. So I'd take both end pieces, and my mother was always baffled how I was always getting loafs that, <laughs> that had no end pieces. Well, I, I would have been in such trouble if I would have been sent to the bakery. The uh, bakery in, in my hometown was called the Peggy Ann Bakery, and it was, it was miles away. But uh, just like you getting the hot rye bread, everything there was just incredibly delicious, and I don't know that a lot of it ever made it home when we went down and cut. That's, that's right. It was very dangerous to send the kids out for food. I We don't have that problem. Now you have to have be able to drive, and you go to the store, and you get it yourself because the kids are useless. We finally come to that realization that kids are useless. We've also come almost to the end of our our time here we've only got a little over a minute left so what else do you need to say what else do i need to say uh stay the, stay off the damn roads just give me room that's that's right we need the room and one thing we should probably talk about next time china today uh xi being xi's whatever the hell his name is the guy who runs china uh they got rid of term limits so he can be their leader for life and i'm just wondering how long it's going to take before donny donny boy uh proposes that in this country 
tries to get rid of term limits so he can be president for life. Oh, boy. That's it. I've got nothing else to say now that I've depressed everybody and uh, I can go watch my dinner rot. I'm speechless. But I'm going to try and catch that new Super Donnie movie. What's that? The Super Donnie movie where uh, Super Donnie... uh, races in and catches bullets in his bare hands and uh, and defeats the uh, the enemy whoever yeah. they may be so long as they are uh, not republicans i'd like to yeah i'd like to see him catch bullets uh not necessarily in his hands but that's another story completely this is it oh there's our our ringer and we are out of time i am steve i'm byron and this is old guys bitching yeah bitch bitch bitch